0: Welcome to the Delve Into Money podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. This is the personal finance podcast where we attempt to demystify money by reviewing books and applying what we learn to our own financial journeys. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is episode number 49 of the Delve Into Money podcast. I hope that today finds you well. Today we're going to talk About a process that we've talked about before, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper on it than we have in the past. Today, we're going to talk about the weekly review. And this is a process that I do every single week. I typically try and do it Friday mornings where I break it down into three different sections. I have a ponder process and prepare three-step system that I do to reflect back on my week. And you may be asking, why are you doing this? The reality is, is we all feel pressed for time. So it seems a little bit counterintuitive to be using our precious time to reflect back on what we did during the week. But this 30 minutes, sometimes up to an hour, is one of the most important times of my whole week, and I will tell you why. So in reflecting on and doing research for information for this podcast, I came across a stat it says the average worker procrastinates up to two hours per day. And honestly, that does not surprise me at all. When I've seen people that I work with, just see how I work. Because the reality is, is we often get done with a task and we don't know what we're doing next. So instead of actually getting into the task that needs to get done, we'll go to our email, we'll go to our messaging, we'll step away from our desk, we'll go talk to a coworker, And so we spend quite a bit of time procrastinating or putting off the hardest task. I know early on in my career and if, even as I advanced and And took jobs and got promotions that I would find myself procrastinating for the first half of the day. And it wasn't until I got to lunch that I really got into the deep work that I needed to do because that trigger at lunch when I came back was basically an oh shoot trigger. I have not done anything I set out to do for the day. And so, I'd focus really, really hard for that afternoon, a lot of times working late. And it was just not a healthy work routine. And so I went searching for a resource, something to help me be better at my work. And I came across the book, Getting Things Done or GTD by David Allen. And as I dug into that book, I came across this concept of the weekly review. And there's other really good concepts, but this is what we'll talk about today and the reality is, is is we procrastinate because we're lacking clarity we're lacking direction in what we're going to do next and so doing this weekly review really helped me gain clarity really helped me stay on track with my goals and with my tasks and so it was something that when i implemented it i immediately saw the power of it now i don't want to act like I'm perfect at doing this weekly review. I probably do it uh, two out of every three weeks. and But when I don't do it, I can absolutely tell. And I really get this anxiety and stuff building up and just not being on track with where I need to be on track. If you extrapolate out that the average worker is procrastinating or doing light work that doesn't necessarily need to be done for two hours a day, that means that they're doing 10 hours of bad work a week if they're working a traditional Monday through Friday schedule. So there's a lot to gain from gaining clarity, from gaining direction in your work. And so we're going to dive into this weekly review process. I break mine down into three sections and I've started them all with P because I think that's fun. (laughs) And so we're going to talk about those three sections and what I do in each of those. And so we're going to talk about Ponder, process, and prepare. And so each of these sections has a point and has a something that it's accomplishing for us. And so I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about what I go through. After you listen to the episode, I'm going to produce a resource that has this template on it. And the hope is, is that you can take this template. It's going to be a notion. You can save it out to your own If you're using Notion, you can save it into your own uh, workspace. If you're using something else, you can copy and paste it. But it's something that's really helped me along the way, and I've been doing for a number of years now. And so I hope that walking through this will help you gain clarity in your work. So the first one that we're going to talk about is ponder. And when we talk about pondering, we're talking about looking back on the last week to two weeks. Because if we don't look back, it's so easy to lose track of what we did, to lose track of things that happened, and really lose our spatial awareness the next week when we get back. And so, looking back on a Friday is going to set us up really well so that we can run into a Monday or run into the next work week really working well. So, I ask. The following questions. I have four questions here that we're going to walk through. The first question it says, What were my three biggest wins? And we always want to look back at the past week or the time since we've last done this weekly review and reflect on what did we do well? What did we accomplish? Do this for a few reasons is it's easy to beat ourselves up for the things that we failed at. We tend to remember those things more than we remember the things that we did well. And so this is helping us recall those things that we did well. I like to record these things and I also put them in a database where I record the wins or the big things that happen. I don't record every one of these, but if it's big enough that it could be considered an accomplishment. I will record it to a database that I have. And if you're working a nine to five and you're looking to get a raise or a promotion, or you're looking to move to a new job, this sort of thing is so, so valuable. Uh, when When you're working a nine to five, no one is gonna be your advocate but you. And so when you go into your boss, when you go apply for a new job, you need to be able to tell people what you accomplished at that job. And it's so easy to forget. It's so easy to leave things out. And so by recording these, it's going to make this a lot easier. If you're proactively thinking about this as well, you can even create a database or update or have a resume sheet where you're just adding things to your resume, adding accomplishments as you go. and. This doesn't mean you're trying to look for a new job, but you need to, when put in the position, be able to tell your coworkers, to tell your bosses, this is what I've done for this company, this is what I've done for you. Because if you don't tell them, if you don't remind them in annual review or quarterly, then those things are going to be forgotten. And it's going to be, what have you done for me lately? The second question that I ask is, what progress did I make on my goals? Staying connected to your goals is the only way that you can stay on track. I remember that I used to set my goals every year and then I would only check in on them once or twice a year. And when you only check in on something on that regularity, you forget what your goals are or you get off track and you can't respond quickly to get back on track. So weekly, I like to look at my goals, and I like to see what progress did I make, and if I didn't make progress, why didn't I make progress? What are the blockers that are getting in my way? And if I can identify that and reflect on that on a weekly basis, I can make course corrections on my goals and continue to press forward. The third question is, what did I learn this week? I think that learning consistently is the foundation to your personal growth. And I think that we should be trying to learn something every day. It's why I choose to read on a daily basis. If we don't reflect on what we learn the same way that if we don't reflect on our goals, it can be very easy to get off track and not even realize it. And so when we reflect on what we're learning, we're reflecting on what interesting thing happened this week that contributed to my growth. It could be planned or unplanned, but it also allows you to think, I want this skill in the next 6 months. What do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do to level up? What do I need to do to learn this new thing? And so, by reflecting on what we learned, we're able to look forward. We're sorry, we're able to look back, but we're also able to look forward. The last one is what personal habits will I work on this week? I track habits every single week. I have six habits that I track and reviewing them on a weekly basis assures that we don't get off track for too long. These consistent incremental improvements that happen with our personal habits lead to really big changes over time. So I look at how did I do with my personal habits? What's something I could focus on for this next week? And I try and only focus on one thing for the week because if you put your focus on too many things, you're going to forget and you're going to lose track. It's going to be hard to stay up with all of those little habits. And so I try and focus on one thing for the week to do it slightly better than I did it the previous week and try and build on that over time. So that is the ponder. That's the reflection piece of this. We want to reflect on what our wins are, what progress we made, what accomplishments we had, what we learned, what our habits are. This is an internal reflection to look inside and see how I did in all of these areas. The next step in the weekly review is process. So we first pondered and now we're going to process the information that we've created for this week. It's so easy to get behind on our organization on just taking in of information, on getting it into our system. And so we need a way to process through this. And this is just a check by check, one by two by three, just going down the list and making sure I do each of these things. And so I'm taking all the data from the previous week or weeks. And I'm systematically capturing that data into my system so that I can then prepare for the next week. So this is broken down into five steps. First, I review my calendar. Second, I clean my inboxes. Third, I do a mental inventory and walk through different areas of my life. Fourth, I review a waiting on list where I've written down people that I'm waiting on to complete something. And then five, I review all of my projects. And so let's walk through those very quickly. The very first one, review your calendars. I look at the last two weeks or the last week and the next two weeks coming up. Depending on when you last did your review, you potentially want to go back to that last review period and go forward from there and then go two weeks out from what your current is. And you want to ask the questions, what do I need to follow up on? And what needs to be added to my task list? Because in the meetings that we have in the hustle bustle of the day to day that we go on, it's easy to forget to follow up after a meeting, it's easy to not follow through with what's next. So by checking in on that, we create a prompt in our mind to now follow up. And then we convert things into our task list into our to do list. For the coming week. Number two is we want to clean our inboxes. And when I talk about inboxes, I'm talking about both physical and digital inboxes. Your physical inboxes are going to be your physical mail, notes that you've written, incoming papers of some kind. If people are giving you papers and you have an inbox at your desk, you want to clear that out. Electronic is going to be emails, messaging apps, or task management systems that you want to clean up. It's in- important that we clear these out because when we don't, our system breaks because if we let stuff sit there, our system becomes less reliable. It puts that clutter back into our head and it becomes very, very hard to move forward and trust the system that we've created. So this cleaning of the inbox helps us clear out our mind, clear out our system, and then trust that system. Next, we want to do a mental inventory. What have I not written on my task list? Because again, if we can't trust that task list, then it's going to be very, very hard for us to stick to the system. So we want to mentally walk through the last couple weeks. We want to walk through our family life, our work life. We want to walk through the areas of our life. So family, work, friends, church, any, any other things that you've got, any other areas, and we want to walk through our personal relationships. So is there a spouse? Is there something I'm needing to remember with my spouse? Is there something I'm needing to remember with my kids? Is there something I'm needing to remember with my closest friends? And it's just reflecting, what have you not recorded? And so when you walk through that, you can now have confidence that you've captured everything. There's a list that David Allen put together, I believe, and I will also put a link to that list because it's extremely helpful in helping you remember all the areas that you could have forgot something. Third, we want to review our waiting on list. And so what I do is every time I send out a request, every time there's someone that I'm waiting on to do something, I like to write that down. And so by writing that down, when I review this waiting on list, I'm able to check off things that I received back, but then I'm able to follow up immediately with that person or schedule to follow up the next week. And so this list is extremely helpful to make sure that those pending things don't stick out there for three to four weeks. And you don't you realize on the cusp of the deadline that you've forgotten to follow up with this person again. It helps keep that fresh of mind top of mind. Then number four, we want to review all of our projects. And so I have my life broken down into projects. I have life domains, so areas of my life, and then I have projects within that. And projects are anything that's more than one task item that needs to be done. So we want to review those projects, look at the task items, and look at the deadlines. We want to make sure that if we have a deadline coming up that we are doing things in sequence and we have enough time to get things done. So the ultimate question is what needs to get done next week for me to stay on task with this project? So that's the whole breadth of the process step. Next, we have the prepare. And so now that we've pondered, looked back, Thought deeply about it. Now that we've processed everything that's from the previous weeks, so we want to prepare for the next week. And so we want to make sure that we're setting ourselves up for success, setting ourselves up to be productive. So we have three questions that we ask ourselves in this prepare step. Number one is, What are my weekly big three for the next week? And so I like to identify my most important task. We're going to have a lot of tasks for the week, but I want to separate out those most important that they don't get forgotten. And the way that I can remember them and the way that I don't forget them is I put them on my calendar. I schedule time for getting them done. I think this is where a lot of tasks management systems fail is we don't actually schedule time, put our most important things on the calendar. So I don't put everything on the calendar. I've tried that in the past, and it was just too much. It was was hard to keep up with. But I put my most important, my biggest task on the calendar, and I try and estimate how much time it's going to take. If you don't protect that time, if you don't block that time off, other people's priorities are going to jump in front of those tasks. And what can end up happening is you end up working overtime, you end up working more because you didn't protect the time, and now you're stuck doing it up against a deadline. The second question I ask is, what do I have that's off-site? So if I'm normally at my work, what do I have that's off-site that I need to determine my logistics for? And so I try and map out my travel times, make sure that I don't have any meetings or things that are butting up against that that could conflict with that. So that also, I can then optimize those trips. So if I know I'm going to have to run three errands and they're not time-sensitive, I can Batch those three and limit my travel time or time out. And then the last question I ask is, how can I schedule the rest of the week? Once you've scheduled your big three, determine your offsite logistics. You can fit the rest of your tasks around your schedule. And so, I like to put tasks on specific days and then try and meet that goal because it it helps me visually kind of spread those out. I keep. Heavier earlier in the week because I know stuff is going to pop up that I need to do later in the week. But I try and kind of spread stuff out and think, okay, what is higher priority? What do I need to get done early in the week? What do I need to get done late in the week? If I know people are waiting on me, I try and do it earlier so that I can get it back to them quicker. That then they can return it back to me quicker. After that, a good rule of thumb when scheduling your week when looking at your calendar is to protect your high energy hours for very important work. What happens a lot of time is we put our meetings in those spots. And then when we actually need to get work done is when we're tired or we're low energy or low focus. And so that ends in less than ideal work being done. So we want to try and work on that. So that's it for today. We should be able to get this done in 30 minutes or less. It's going to be hard at first. The first couple times is going to take an hour, maybe an hour and a half, because you're going to have a lot to do. But if you do this on a consistent basis, you should be able to do it in 30 minutes a week. That's where I'm at now, and it's been extremely helpful for my work process. Two books that are really helpful. I mentioned GTD by David Allen. And I'll link to that. And then the other one is Redeeming Your Time by Jordan Rayner. I did an episode on this where I briefly hit on that. So I hope that either of those, if you're interested, you can look at those and you can really take some good information from them. So I hope that this was helpful for you. So remember, until next week, healthy financial decisions are intentional financial decisions intentional decisions this week lead to a healthy financial future. Start today. See you next week.